0: And it's really great to be here with you all tonight. It's always a real uh, honour to have the opportunity to share with you. And I want to get straight into it tonight, no mucking around. Um, And I want to share this thought that we're going to be exploring tonight. And I'm going to say it twice so that you have the time to really think about it. But this is the thought that I really want to explore with us tonight. When we allow shame to define us and we take it into our futures we begin to withdraw from God and people and we can easily convince ourselves that the short-term desires of our heart outweigh the long-term goals that we have for our lives. So I'll say it again. When we allow shame to define us and we take it into our futures, we begin to withdraw from God and people and we can easily convince ourselves that the short-term desires of our heart outweigh the long-term goals we have for our lives. And you know, this thought came out of a really tough season for me that I went through last year with temptation. And to be completely honest with you, I've just been struggling a lot in my life personally uh, with lust, with the weight of being single. And it left me in this real spot where I just began to feel really ashamed. Um, I think for me, like firstly, as a Christian, I sort of felt that it shouldn't be something that affected me, and especially as a leader. But also, you know, I started to feel like I couldn't talk to God about it because maybe that feeling, that shame, was something He maybe wanted me to experience. And I kind of ended in the spot where a lot was happening internally for me, and I was getting really confused because I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone. And I was in this space where I just had convinced myself, you know, maybe it is okay to just give in for a little while and get back on track later. Like, join a dating app, what's the big deal? And I was in this really confusing headspace. It was really hard to see past what I wanted in the moment uh, and to look at what I actually wanted in my future. And I wonder if you've ever been tempted uh, by something like this. You know, it might be lust or it might be something completely different. You know, maybe you've been tempted to give up on something, something like uni, you know, it can be really hard, a lot of effort, a lot of work, and you can sometimes feel like it's overwhelming, or it might be something like your journey with God, you know, a life with God doesn't promise to be easy. It doesn't promise to be, you know, just full of fun. Sometimes there's some really hard moments. You know, it could be some hopes or some dreams that you have for your life. It could be even a person that you've just been working with and working with and you're just tempted to, you know, give up on them. Or maybe you've been tempted to give into something like a negative self-talk, like an addiction that you really don't want to see in your future, but it's just sitting there and it has a real hold on you. It might be a financial desire. It might be something more sexual. It might be peer pressure. And, you know, can I just say, like, I'm not trying to say that any of these specific things are wrong or that they make people bad. You know, the definition of temptation is something that uh, or the desire to do something that is wrong or unwise. And, you know, we need to decide for ourselves what is right and what is good for us and what's not. And I'm 99% confident, 99% sure, sorry, that there are people here tonight who would have experienced temptation like this. Or maybe even you're going through a season of it right now. And it's not unique to being on a journey with God. And that's why it's such an important topic. Because it's actually just the nature of our free will. You know, there are choices that we get to make every day. And some of them are good for us. They're wise. And some of them just aren't. And so my message for us tonight is called tempting, isn't it? Because in my recent season, just dealing with temptation, I was really challenged. But through my conversations with people, uh, through praying and through journaling, you know, God really revealed some things that helped me through that season, helped me to come out of it stronger and better and seeing him as more loving and graceful God. And, you know, my heart for tonight is that this message would, would do the same thing for you. And so I'm hoping that we're going to be able to become, you know, more comfortable with being open, that that would lead us to have better discussions and better conversations and even be able to make some great choices in the face of temptation. But most importantly, I'm really hoping it's going to help us to move forward without that sense of shame that we have when we do fall short. And so we're going to look at Genesis tonight, because for me personally, when I was in that space, when I wasn't feeling great, I kind of just wanted to find someone in the Bible that I could relate to. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but the first people I thought of was Adam and Eve. If anyone knows what it feels like to be tempted and to have just not done well, it's these guys. And so I want to read to us uh, their story. And I want to start in Genesis chapter two, just in the last sentence because it says something really important for this this message. In the last sentence of um, Genesis chapter 2, it says, Now the man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. And so this is at the end of, you know, God's finished creating the world. He's created humanity and they're existing in the garden and they are living in the intent of creation and they have no shame. And then we're going to go to Genesis chapter 3, which a lot of us know the story with Eve and the serpent and what always looks like an apple, but, you know, who knows what it looked like. And I want to start um, in verse 6. It says this. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. And so she took some fruit and ate it, and then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. And at that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. And so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. And when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. And so they hid from him among the trees. And then the Lord God called to the man, and he said, "'Where are you?' And he replied, "'I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. "'I was afraid because I was naked.'" You know, this is where I was journaling. And tonight, we're going to look at three things that God really revealed to me that we're tempted to do uh, or think as a result of being tempted. And so my first thought tonight is that it's tempting to believe that we're defined by our shame. You know, I find it really interesting that the first example of shame uh, in the Bible is here in Genesis in a story about temptation. You know there's obviously a link between these two things. And we see Adam and Eve go from their intended creation, naked and unashamed, to hiding in shame at their nakedness. And I think this is what we picture God intends us to experience when we mess up. But what God really revealed to me as I as I took the time to pray about this, is that we actually skip over the gravity or um, the focus of verse 21. And when we do that, we miss a beautiful revelation about the nature of God, about who he is and how he wants us to live. In verse 21, it says God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. If God wanted Adam and Eve to live in shame, he never would have clothed them. And not only did he clothe them, he took what they had tried to sew together with the fig leaves to cover their own mistakes. And he he made something so much better, something that was actually sufficient for what they needed. And, you know, the Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so his heart then is his heart now. And he wasn't interested in us living in the shame in the garden, and he's not interested in us living that way now. God wants to restore us and release us from our feelings of shame. And, you know, in the moment, it can serve a purpose. I'm not saying we need to avoid shame at all costs because it actually teaches us something. So long as it's related to a situation and it's not, you know, in and of ourselves and the fact that we want to hide, the fact that we feel like it's a part of us, that's when we know it's not what God's intended. And when I realized that, you know, God takes that that God doesn't actually want us to experience that. It really took a weight off of me and I was able to start opening back up to God and people. So can I encourage you that wherever you are in your journey, whatever you've experienced, it's tempting to believe that we're defined by shame, but God is determined that that would not be our definition. He wants to cover us in, you know, his love so that we can move forward into our futures without it. And that leads me to my second thought, and that's that it's tempting to withdraw from God and people. You know, it says that Adam and Eve hid from God among the trees. And I realise that, you know, there aren't any other people for Adam and Eve to hide from, so it doesn't say that. But I think for us, it, wouldn't, it does manifest in us wanting to hide from the people that we're closest to, you know, physically maybe, but also emotionally and mentally, and this was one of the biggest dangers that I experienced and that I perceive um, in a season like this, because I was so confused and I genuinely needed guidance, but I was avoiding it because I just didn't want to see people. And there's a verse in Proverbs 28 that I want to share. And in verse 26, it says, those who trust their own insights are fools, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. You know, wisdom comes from God and from those around us. And I notice again, something beautiful in this story in Genesis in verse nine, it says the Lord God called to the man, where are you? You know, God seeks us. He's intentional. He's actively waiting for us so that he can restore us and he can send us into our best futures, but he's not a forceful God. You know, he would have known where Adam and Eve were. He would have known exactly where they were, but still he asks where they are And he waits for them to be comfortable to approach him. And I want to encourage you that sometimes it feels like God is the one who's pulling away. That in our shame, we think that he is disconnected from us personally, uh, permanently, sorry. But that's more of a feeling. And God's always ready and waiting to engage and to intervene in, in every circumstance that we experience. And once I had really realized that, once I'd had that revelation, I started to feel so much more comfortable leaning back onto God, leaning back into what He has for me and letting him to just speak into my life and bring peace and releasing me from the sense of shame that I was feeling. And you know, as a result of that, I started to feel more comfortable again to talk to people. And for me personally, Um, I chose to open up to a leader and a friend of mine. And I want to stress this. You know, when I talk about opening up to people, I'm not talking about just sharing with anyone and everyone. You know, make sure that it's someone that you trust and someone that you really respect as a leader. Uh, Someone like a life group leader is a great person to talk to. But being able to open up to people allowed for me three really critical things that I think we need when we're dealing with temptation which is encouragement, encouragement that we're doing okay and that things are going to get better. And also a reminder and acceptance that, you know, we're human and it's not just me, that a lot of people actually deal with this even though they might not necessarily talk about it. And the third thing that people are really able to offer is accountability, being able to check in with you, being able to keep you on track in a loving way, but in a way that helps you to move into your best future. And so it's tempting to withdraw from God and from people, but can I encourage you, God's always there, ready and waiting for us to approach him. And our leaders are able to bring us a great sense of encouragement and accountability and acceptance. And the third thing that it's really tempting to do is it's tempting to believe that our short-term desires are better than our long-term goals. In verse 6, it says, The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom that it would give to her. You know, in the short term for Eve, knowing as much as God seemed better than knowing God. And her short-term temptation didn't just affect her future, it affected her family's future. And, you know, there is a natural consequence to the things that we do, to the choices that we make. And I want to encourage you that if you've experienced that, not to perceive it as, you know, as punishment, but, you know, consequence is just the result of something that we do. And for me, uh, and where I was, I really started to convince myself that what I wanted in the short term was better than what my future had. Because I hadn't been sharing, I hadn't been talking to people, I'd just been living with my own thoughts in my head. And it seems like your mind would be the safest place to reason and to um, wrestle with things, but sometimes we really need counsel. We need to lean on people. And because I didn't, I struggled to actually um, get clarity on what I wanted and what God had for my future. And there's a verse in Jeremiah 29:11 that says for I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans to prosper And I wanna encourage you tonight that we need to be confident and we need to hold on to what God promises us in our future. And that might mean making some tough decisions that are gonna be worthwhile. And you know, for me, it meant sacrificing what I wanted in the short term because I know I wanna have healthy relationships. I know I wanna, and I believe that God has an incredible life of relationship for me and lust just isn't gonna play a part in that. And maybe for you, it might be your financial freedom Maybe you need to make that decision that getting a credit card now so that you can have a few nice things just isn't the right choice. Maybe you need to hold on to the fact that um, that study that you're doing is going to give you the education you need to succeed in what you want your future to be. And you know, there are so many things and so many decisions that we can make to ensure that we are giving ourselves the best opportunity um, to have our best life, to live our best life. And maybe for you, it's your walk with God. Maybe you've been really struggling with that. Maybe it's just seeming easier to give up on it. But can I encourage you, uh, a journey and a life with God is one of the best decisions that we can make. And it is a temptation for all of us. But one of the biggest lies of temptation is that it's a short-term thing. For all of those things I just mentioned and for so many others, it's so easy for us to say it's just for today, it's just tonight, it's just this season, it's just, you know, insert time frame here. But can I just say this, if your beliefs, if what you want in your future wasn't enough to stop you today, it's not going to be enough to stop you tomorrow. And so we really need to be confident. And even though it's tempting to believe that that short-term thing is going to be better, we need to solidify and clarify the plans that God has for us and what we really want to see in our futures. You know, I shared this thought earlier that when we allow shame to define us, and we take it into our futures, we begin to withdraw from God and from people, and we can easily convince ourselves that the short-term desires of our heart outweigh the long-term goals we have for our lives. And I want to counter it with this thought. Instead, we need to allow God to release us from a sense of shame. We need to draw close to Him and the trusted people around us and seek wisdom so we're not swayed by the short-term desires of our heart but we're inspired by the long-term vision and the goals that we have for our lives. And my heart for sharing this experience with you tonight is that, you know, as I opened up with the people in my life, I realized that so many of us are ashamed of the battles and the temptations that we face. And it actually makes it harder for us to push through confidently and successfully. And so I really hope that tonight has encouraged you and it's helped you. And I want to leave us with just a few questions. Am I allowing shame to define who I am and how I think God sees me? Can I identify a sense of shame in my life? And if so, am I allowing shame to make me think that I'm separated from God? Do I have someone that I can trust And I can lean on for wisdom, encouragement, and accountability. Are my short-term temptations leading me into long-term habits? And do my choices reflect what I want to see in my future and what I know that God has for me? And I want to encourage you to really think on these questions this week. Take the time to pray about them and, and to really answer them. And maybe as I've shared tonight you know, this is the first time you've really considered God or considered God to be a loving God or someone who actually wants to release you from shame. And I want to give you an opportunity if that's where you are, if you think you might want to open up your heart to Him, I want to give you an opportunity to be able to do that. And it's really simple. You can say something just like, Dear Jesus, please help me to open my heart to you. Help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you responded to that tonight, then I encourage you, Pastor James is going to share in a moment about what your next steps might be. But for all of us, hey, the temptations are going to come and go. But let's be encouraged that we have a God with plans and purposes for our lives that are so great that the short-term temptations aren't going to sway us. And we serve a God that doesn't want shame to define us or our futures.